0: Stock the fuck up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Stock the Fuck Up. I am here today with Travis from Capital Equity Options.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Tell us a little bit about Capital Equity and um, actually tell us a little bit about that and when you started the platform. When did you really start kind of spreading the word on this and, and what's what's the motive behind it?
1: So the motivation behind Capital Equity Options was I probably joined maybe seven or eight chat rooms before I ever started it, and it kind of gave me like a vendetta against them. I found that a lot of the chat rooms were, they would talk on Twitter about their winning trades and would never go over their losing trades. Once I got into their rooms, I realized that they weren't very you know profitable winners, and more than less, they didn't really educate. They just gave out alerts here and there. Um, Because I'm not doing this to get rich. I do like to be paid for my time. I think it's valuable to trade with people because there's multiple eyes in the market. As one person or one trader, we can't look at everything all at once. That's kind of the motivation behind it.
0: Yeah, we just uh recently had a really interesting guest who is an analyst and writer for a global um investing company that's based in the US. Before we continue, guys, I'm gonna remind you that uh Travis and I are not uh, lawyers or legal advisors and we're not letting you uh telling you exactly what to do with your money. We're simply having a chat um about different topics. And if you want to check out any uh previous episodes, by all means check us out on Spotify, Google Podcast, um, and Apple. So we're really just uh, excited that we've had already over 500 downloads. So, Travis, this is this is probably like my first couple of years actually investing myself. It started off with a few hundred, you know. And now maybe maybe we, maybe the figures have changed a bit. It's grown for me in the last couple of years. When did you start? I started trading
1: about six or seven years ago, but I didn't take it full time or very serious until about four or five years ago. And I'm kind of somebody that when I do something and I commit to it, I want to go full blast. So when I started, I actually erased every single social media app and anything that wasted time off of my phone. And I just spent every living second that I had in free time studying the market. I always tell people it's kind of like (laughs) learning a a foreign language. Oh, yeah. And you must, you you can't cut corners, you know, you got to learn to speak fluent.
0: Yeah. And we actually are having different episodes based on the vocabulary and then the application of the vocabulary. So it's really cool because... Um, Even when we have guests and sometimes they use vernacular that is just not, you know, common uh, within the retail investor, we ask our guests to define it because it's difficult. It's difficult to learn. And as long as you have a basic understanding, then it gives you the confidence to go further. I think that's really what we're trying to do. Have people feel like, oh, I heard that before. At the end of the day, millennials were the most anxious uh, generation and self-esteem goes along with that. So there are people out there that are just like, man, I'm not smart enough to invest or I don't have, you know, I can't do this. It's about the power of confidence. And can I do this? Can I start? Am I smart enough? And one of the inevitable topics, especially as the season is coming around is taxes. Um, this will be my first time uh, talking to my accountant because I've never done my taxes myself. Heck no, that's just not who I am. So, you know, Travis, what, what's your experience been? And we're not trying to get into the nitty-gritty, like we're not trying to get into like your personal information, but more so, how would you advise that beginner, you know, investor to to go about it? Personally,
1: I use an accountant. I, I have four streams of revenue, so I I don't care to dig through all those things. It's a small fee for an accountant. That's their profession. <laughs> so that's course. kind of how I go about things. Of course. Um, getting into taxes though, so there's there's different brackets and there's different strategies for it. So a it's all adjusted gross income, so that has to do with Your stock gains, your crypto gains, even your full-time job, if you have a regular job as well, is all going to get into this pool of where your tax bracket is, correct? So you got to look up where your tax bracket is at the end of the year. And I think the majority of people are going to fall within about the 24% range as far as short-term gains go. And then the majority is going to fall in about the 15% range as far as long-term. And long-term is something that you hold for over a year. Any short-term trading is something that you hold for under a year. So there is a large gap between the different tax brackets of those. And at the end of the year, during December, at the end of the month, the best practice that I've kind of came up with in my past and what I do now is at the end of uh, December, I'll kind of add up where, where I'm at and then put myself in the tax bracket. I'm there and I'll take that money out of my trading account and put it aside one of the worst things you could do is keep trading it. And then maybe, you know, God forbid you go on a bad run and all of a sudden you don't have the money to pay the taxes because Uncle Sam doesn't care if your trades for, you know, quarter one go well or not. He wants his money from last year. So I think one of the best practices is find out where you're at. Take some of that money or at least, you know, a large portion of it and stick it out in your bank or wherever you're not going to spend it and actually use it as
0: capital. Yeah, no, I mean, that sounds like a really smart plan. One of our favorite references here on this show is nerdwallet.com. And I do have a little quote here, which kind of touches upon one of the terms that uh, Travis used. So, again, I, I don't want you guys to be intimidated by some of the conversation that goes on. Please, you know, look it up. Look up some of these terms. Um, don't get lost in the conversation just because some of the uh, terminology, the jargon that is related to investing may uh, have you lose track. But he did mention the word capital gain. Now, if you're not a business owner, if you're a young trader, um, perhaps you just are unfamiliar. So Wallet defines capital gains as the profit from sale of an asset, um, shares of stock, a piece of land, a business and generally considered taxable income. So any taxable income is a capital gain. And that's exactly what Travis referred to. How to minimize it, according to nerdwallet.com, you can reduce capital gain taxes on investments by using losses to offset gains. This is called tax loss harvesting. Um, Travis, do you have any comment on that quote from NerdWallet?
1: Let's get it all be done by your accountant, anyways. Okay. Your portfolio at the end of the year is going to be offset by your losses versus your gains, so it's going to be your adjust, adjusted gross, you know, income off of your trades at the end of the year. Um, kind of something else that I just let my accountant deal with. And as far as uh, write-offs go, you you can write off certain things when it goes to trading. So like you buy a new computer or any right. sort of you know right. software, or anything you can use it as a write-off and pay a little bit less taxes as well.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and I like that we keep referring to our accountant. I mean, I'm mentioning mine as well, and that's who takes care of myself. And I've been bringing up this topic to him the minute that I I bought my first coin, the minute that I bought my first stock. Um, Forbes.com, though, says, luckily, you don't have to keep up with all of your investment profits by hand. Federal tax law requires that investment companies disclose the investment income you've earned in a given tax year. If you have an online brokerage account, which, guys, we all do at this point, I'm almost positive it's 2021, the company will provide you with tax documents, including the 1099 form documenting your annual investment income. Now, like I said, guys, I like to be fully honest, this is my first year um, really, you know, providing these documents to my accountant. And thankfully, one thing I've noticed, I don't know what kind of brokerage accounts you, guys, you use, Travis, but um, public, you get a nice notification on Bit- on Coinbase. You get a nice notification saying at the end of the year, you will receive your documents for your tax season. So I have so, three
1: different brokerages, but basically you can go to your desktop platform and you can look up your W-2 and just print it off. So that, that's what I do. I just go and print off my W-2 and then give all of them to my accountant. Um, I I went paperless a couple years ago just because you know mail's kind of nineteenth century at this point. Yeah. So I don't really even go through the mail necessarily. But yeah, it's super easy. Just go to the desktop uh, website from your brokerage, and you can print out your W twos at the end of the year.
0: It's small details, but you definitely don't want to make a mistake. You don't want to go, oh well, this was under a thousand dollars or this was under five thousand dollars, so this doesn't count. And unfortunately, obviously, without disclosing any names, I've heard that in chats. I've heard that in groups, people are giving each other advice that just sounds a little sus a little a little weird and i'm like let let the experts take care of it so travis aside from the business that you're running which is really cool we mentioned that earlier on in the conversation and kind of what people why you you know what was the motive behind it which i thought was really awesome um but yeah what was your first ride like
1: so when I first started this, I actually played poker for a living for about seven years. That's <laughs> awesome. why I live in Las Vegas. Cool. Um, and I always kind of wanted to join the market, but I think it's very intimidating for people because nothing in your life will really relate to the information you're going to learn when you start mm-hmm. to jump into this. Yep. And one of my friends started doing it for probably about three years. And I asked him uh, in January of one year, you know, how he was doing. And he showed me a p of 95K for the month. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like he probably hit a lottery ticket or whatever, you know, happy for him. <laughs> And then, in uh April of that same year, he was at four hundred and fifty k realized and so I thought to myself, "You know this isn't luck, like there's actually skill involved with this, and that's when I just kind of jumped into it essentially and it could be intimidating in the beginning just because, like I said, there's so much information to go over that you just can't really relate to, so that's why I always refer to it as like you know learning a foreign language, but we have that rule that you always kind of hear about how 90% of traders lose and 10% you know, win, and I think that can be a little intimidating. I'm a firm believer that that 90% gives up before they find success because human nature wants to blame all of their problems and issues on everything except for themselves, right? But they just <laughs> yeah. don't get to that step where they you know, push over and actually become profitable. I believe anybody can do this. You just have to be able to put in the time, you know, put in the effort and the
0: work. So there's a capacity, there's a mental capacity that I believe our generation has and the millennial generation specifically, or even younger generations, we're trying to ride this ride and we're trying to listen to various, you know, resources. We're trying to keep updated. When you say there, you can't take it as a hobby. Do you mean more as a day trader or as someone who just wants to make a living off of, you know, the right investments?
1: Correct. So when I am say that you can't take this as a hobby, if you just want to invest like where you're buying, you know, companies you believe will be around in 10 or 20 years and you want to throw money into it with every check, if you have a full time job, that's fine. That's not what I'm talking about. And and I think that everybody should at least be doing that. Sure. I'm talking about taking this, you know, as a full time job and actually Day trading and long investing for an actual career—that's when it can't become a hobby; it has to become a habit.
0: Of course, and- now I mean uh, things are changing really fast. Especially, I would I would say, Travis, as more and more. Uh, opportunities to invest become more digital Um, and we don't even want to start on the conversation of nfts and what they might become in the next 10 years because i think half of us are still trying to figure out what they are we have to keep up it's just moving faster and faster and the marketers behind it are moving faster and faster so i do believe that uh, what travis is saying i love what he's doing with capital equity options um Definitely not a paid ad, ad, by the way, guys. Um, You know, met up with Travis on Twitter, which has been a really wonderful platform for our podcast. And I thought he was doing really cool things. So I invited him on the show and hopefully you guys will learn a thing or two. And if you really want to, you know, get into that realm, I would say to check out Capital Equity Options because it's something that I even learned uh, exists Um, that can really be helpful for someone who doesn't want to get lost in the white noise that is social media. And what you want is a bit more education uh, rather than someone that's going to encourage you to pump and dump. And you, <laughs> it's such a crude terminology, but it really is what it's called, guys. And if you're just a first time investor, that's you don't want to end up in that predicament. So I just want to close out, Travis, if there's anything, lastly, that you want to give our listeners a bit of advice on.
1: I just want to kind of piggyback off what you just said real quick. So You must learn how to trade on your own. You cannot follow people. Even members that are in my room, I constantly push to them that they just use me as a tool. View me as a tool to have more information in front of your face, but always make your own decisions and always make your own plan.
0: With that said, guys, again, follow Travis at equity underscore options on Twitter and say hello. You know, ask him a couple questions yourself or, you know, check out his site. Until next time, guys. Stock the fuck up.